Live from the Old Church Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. So, just recently I turned 66 years old. And, and I'm eagerly awaiting my first Social Security benefit check in the mail later this month. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people who are super excited about retirement, but right now I just say, mm, I'm kind of between jobs, kind of semi-retired. Retirement is just not in my vocabulary. Some people are looking forward to it, like my friend Mary. They know exactly what they're going to do, and they've got money to do it. That would not be me. <laughs> About seven years or so ago, I hit this string of nonprofit jobs that, let's just say, they didn't go very well. And I have been unemployed just as much as I've been employed during that time. That's not so good for your cash flow. Let's say that my nest egg looks like it's been laid by a hummingbird. <laughs> you know? But it, it wasn't just the money. It was my confidence was shot. You know, before this happened, I had had a 30-year pretty successful career in communications and development. You know, and now I didn't even think I knew anything. I didn't think that my skills or my knowledge was valuable or useful. I had been a sought after, well paid professional. And now all I felt like was a failure. You know, my identity was so tied to my career the organizations that I'd worked with, the issues that I worked for, but that was all gone. I had nothing. And I was in this place of, I don't know who I am, and I don't even know what the hell I'm supposed to be doing now. It has been miserable. I can't say anything positive about this time. I've been anxious, I've been worried, I've been distraught, I'm confused. It's, it's been like six months of literal hell. And I've just been sinking into this depression, which is not like me, you know. I'm a good Irish Catholic girl. I can, I can find that that happiness piece. I can pull myself up by my bootstraps, but not this time. I just have been sinking deeper and deeper into this darkness. I've been eating way too much of things I shouldn't eat. I've been drinking too much to console myself. I've ignored and isolated myself from my friends and activities that I like to do. I just wanted to be alone. 
And as someone who's pretty introverted, that became really easy. Don't call me, I'm not gonna answer the phone, no, I'm not going anywhere, leave me alone. It has not been a good place. It's, it's been really, really dark. So to save myself from binge watching episodes of Mr. Rogers, <laughs> I decided that I was gonna clean out my shed. And so I've been going through boxes that I have not looked at for years. And as I've gone through these boxes, I've found newspaper clippings and mementos and photographs from trips that I took when I was younger, when I traveled for jobs that I had. You know, that was a past, you know, that I buried and forgot a long time ago. But as I started looking at these things and remembering those times and holding this stuff, it was like, you know, this little flame became lit inside me. And I started feeling a little bit better. In one of the boxes, I pulled out this little blue business card. Lynn Fitch, station manager, Unalaska Community Broadcasting, and all my contact information. And on the flip side was the exact same thing, but it was translated into Russian. It's true, a long time ago, I was a station manager at a television and radio station in a fishing town called Unalaska in the middle of the Aleutian Islands. And I was chosen to be the media representative for a sister city exchange that was going to happen between Unalaska and Petropavlovsk Kamchatsky, which was also a fishing town, but it was a city with millions and millions of people. It was an amazing trip. I mean, off the charts, cool. And I was able to produce a two-hour documentary after that. But I tell you that the most exciting part of that whole trip for me was when my KGB escorts took me up in a World War II helicopter to videotape an eruption of a volcano that was happening. That city was surrounded by three volcanoes. So we got into this helicopter, it's rusty, the windows are broken. I'm hanging out of the window with big old heavy video equipment. These guys are holding on to my coat and my feet and we're flying over the crater of this volcano. You know, plumes of smoke, sulfur smell, lava, flames. It was awesome. I was having the most fun I had ever had. You know, when I think about it, and it, during this Cold War period, that I trusted these Soviet agents to hold me, you know, and not let go, 
was either a testament to my courage or my craziness, or perhaps a little bit of both. In another box, I found a lanyard, and it had a photograph of a much younger and very serious-looking Lynn on it. And it identified me as a delegate to the United Nations Conference on Women in Beijing, China. I was a workshop presenter. And one afternoon, more than 200 women from all over the world crowded into this room to hear me talk about media relations. And I'll never forget when the question and answer period opened and this woman raised her hand and she said, you know, what would you do about a police state? What would you do with political prisoners? My husband's been incarcerated for years. I did not have an answer for her. I had no context for that. I was so humbled, and I have never forgotten that. A few days later, kind of afraid and nervous, I joined thousands of other women when we defied the Chinese government and we openly protested in the streets. We didn't get arrested. We marched as the women in black, advocating against needless suffering and violence and war. I can honestly tell you that I was a feminist when I went to that conference, but my time there really radicalized how I look at women's rights. In yet another box, I found an envelope with photographs. Photographs of these beautiful women from Borneo. They're, they're very small, petite people. Their faces were etched in beautiful tattoos. They wore these wonderful traditional clothing and they had huge earrings in their ears. Well, I lived with these women and their families that, whose parents and grandparents had been headhunters. When I was there as an international journalist covering the installation of a micro-hydro project for a small community in the forest, I would follow the engineer and the villagers around as they installed equipment that was going to replace kerosene and give them a renewable source of power. In the evenings, I'd sit with the women on the porch and I'd laugh at things I didn't understand. I chewed betel nut. Occasionally, we would smoke some local herb I admit that I would get nauseous every time we would eat snake or monkey or any number of items I couldn't identify. But I got to see orangutans wild in the trees and beautiful rivers rushing through dense jungle. And when those tiny light bulbs came on for the first time, it was absolutely magical. 
I was so fortunate to be able to take those trips. I mean, totally a blessing. I mean, they were exciting, they were fun. And as I thought about those times and relived those times, just like now, I remember that I've always loved a good adventure. And I always liked exploring new places and new things. And I've always been a risk taker. I think that maybe I had to go back in time in order to embrace my life now and move forward into the future. I can honestly tell you that I'm not near as depressed as I have been. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. I'm feeling hopeful and optimistic. And I've been getting all kinds of ideas about, you know, how I could bring that excitement and adventure into my life now. First, I'm going to have to, you know, have free time and I'm going to have to have money. Well, I haven't been able to become gainfully employed, so I'm taking a different direction. I'm just going to start my own consulting business. Because you know what? I really do have skills and knowledge and experience that I can share and that would be useful to people. And I know that I can earn enough money to cover my traveling costs. I'm also going to have to be more fit and more healthy if I'm going to travel in the manner that I like. So I've become a regular at the gym. I recently got myself a new dog, and I go out walking now three or four times a day. And we've even started doing hikes up in Forest Park. Uh, I've given up eating my sister's homemade cookies with ice cream at midnight. <laughs> and I'm watching portions and salt and fats. I'm trying to stick to, you know, the recommended daily allowance of wine that women are, can have. <laughs> you know, but basically, you know, I'm caring for myself now as if my life and my ability to travel dependent on it. And yeah, cheers. <laughs> and um, you know, and I'm gonna have to have some places to go. I've gotta have destinations and a reason to go there. So I have started to reach out to friends that I have that are scattered around the world. And we've been reconnecting and reminiscing and I have now a dozen invitations to come and visit and stay and have an adventure. Well, that's enough to take me well into my 70s, and I'm just getting started. I'm going to start off by taking a trek across the country of Israel. I'm gonna climb a volcano in Russia and I'm going to take a train all the way down the East Coast and meet up with a half a dozen friends who I came to know and love when I lived in Alaska all those years ago. 
And to kick off my retirement, see how easily I can say that now, retirement, I'm going to take a two-week, 80-mile hike along the Pacific Crest Trail in the Cascades with my uncle, John, and my dog, Luna. You know, it, I just feel like, you know, the adventurous, unconventional, free-spirited Lynn is coming back. Maybe she's always been here. All I know is it just makes my heart sing. In fact, I'm thinking about brushing off my old media skills and producing a podcast of these trips that I'm going to take. And I'm going to call it Adventuring into Retirement. <laughs> I believe that I've been grieving for what was and is no more. But I've turned the corner and now I've opened the door to ageless and endless possibilities. <laughs>